0: Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach, Personal Finance. This is George Grambacher, and the time is right. Welcome to our monthly book club, and welcome our author, the strong and powerful Katie North. Katie, are you ready to do this?
1: Absolutely, George.
0: Awesome. Let's do this. Katie is an MBA, CFP, and the founder and CEO of North Financial Advisors. She's the author of The Resiliency Factor, How to Own Your Adversity, to Act on Your Biggest Dream. Excited to have you on, Katie. Back on. If you would, remind us, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and what motivated you to write the book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a financial advisor in my day job. I have my own company and I work with professional women, typically single women in their thirties and forties. I started noticing a trend that most of the prospects and clients that I work with have really big goals. They often feel stunted or burned out by their current career and are looking to make a shift or a change but many of them while they can name what they want are unable to take the steps to start living those dreams and so i wanted to find out why and that's what led me to start researching my book and it it also led me to start interviewing and profiling women to find out kind of their stories and i ended up uh, in my book profiling and interviewing 50 women
0: nice that's awesome So when somebody picks it up, what are you hoping that people are going to get out of reading it?
1: Well, my hope is that in reading this book, you're going to discover that reaching your dreams is not about, first of all, getting another rung on the career ladder. Oftentimes, it's not about working harder. It's not about finding another life or productivity hack. Um, I hope to actually instill a passion and an excitement for people to focus on their inner journey instead because what i found in my research is that basically this outer journey that we're all on is is not typically the path that gets us there. We actually have to go back and do some inner work. And so ultimately i want people to see this book as a tool to help you launch your biggest dreams by figuring out what that inner journey looks like.
0: Yeah, well, i certainly appreciate that. Um you know, it, it it's always interesting what it is that that I'm focused on at a particular time and then that will come out in different podcast um or different writing that I'm doing. Is this something that, that you've been doing as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you know, I have the benefit of getting to share a lot of my story in the book as well. And I think the common denominator among what happened with me and what happened with all the women that I profiled is that we all made a huge change in our life to be more in sync with purpose and passions. Um, I think a lot of us are sitting on a lot of untapped potential for, but it takes courage to sort of harness this creativity, harness the values that we have, and a vision for creating a better community around ourselves, right? Um, And oftentimes that we don't get there until we go through kind of like a fire. Um, In my case, there was a period of burnout prior to making the big change. I had to stop the spinning. I, you know, I had to stop. I had to stop going through to to this um, never ending cycle of like needing to achieve, needing to be doing something all the time. Um, most of the women that I worked with required a complete break or a sabbatical from work to get their mindset right. And some of them spoke openly about all the work they'd done, like in therapy, um, you know, self care, to trying to discover how adversities they experienced themselves or their families had experienced were impacting them and creating limiting beliefs for them today
0: yeah I think there's a lot of really important stuff there Um, this idea that in order to really live the life that you want and do the kind of work that you're interested in doing it requires you pulling back maybe even stopping uh, doing what it is you're doing taking a little bit of time off and um, so I certainly appreciate that just in terms of I always like to ask people if there's certain habits that, that you're trying to break or helping to break and you know, you, you said that you burned out and I think that we've all experienced a little bit above uh, of that, of the of of your personal story and then the, the, the fifty additional women that you spoke with, are there certain habits or through lines in addition to what you were just talking about that you'd really like to to, to help break?
1: Yeah. I mean our society no doubt has an obsession with overwork. You know, by default, we're, we often share with pride how busy we are, mm-hmm. how we're working on stuff, how we don't have any time for anything. Um, in my research, I came across a really interesting paper by the Meredith Corporation that came out last year about the subject of burnout. And when asked about how stress and anxiety have contributed to trouble with planning, with making decisions, or even with sleep, 48% of the women who... Worked on this survey said that burnout had contributed so bad um, to their to their sleep habits that they're unable to sleep and it's keeping them up at night. Thirty five percent of those women said they had trouble concentrating. So this is huge. And in addition to other research that I found by Deloitte and others that up to eighty percent of the workforce today is is experiencing or has experienced burnout. Um, this is an epidemic. And that's that's what I found in my research, and so I'm trying to help people break this habit and figure out how to break this habit because it's killing us.
0: It is literally killing us. We are literally working ourselves to death.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and it's socially acceptable. You know, so, Celebrated even problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So okay, well, I, I I commend you that this is this is a, a a big undertaking. How 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 long did it take you to Really, when, when, when you got the idea to, to start writing this book and then to complete, I mean, just the simple fact of finding 50 people to talk to and then actually complete the interviews and compile everything. What, how, how, how long are we talking?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the goal for me to write a book has been on my agenda and my list for a very long time, but I actually had to struggle through a lot of my own limiting beliefs around what, how I could do this and when and what and all that kind of stuff. So this has been like a several year journey for me to even get to this point where I put pen to paper. Um, but once I was able to get over some of those limiting beliefs, I actually found a really great Um, outlet to get some help, which is an author cohort that I belong to. And so we've been meeting weekly since January to help keep each other on task, to, you know, think about, you know, best practices for chapter development and reaching out to people and interviews and all that sort of thing. So I would say once I got my ducks in a row and found the help that I needed and the support that I needed, I was able to get in flow with this. And I've been working since January to get my manuscript completed. And I turned it into my publisher in June.
0: Well, that's awesome! Congratulations. Yeah, and I can see immense value in in that author cohort. Just a group of people who are meeting consistently and saying, "Hey, Katie did did you get what you said you were going to get done done?"
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You're like, no, I didn't. Come on, which I'm 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 sure you always did. But all right, so I appreciate um. I, I appreciate, and also I I think that I understand. What you were just talking about—about about how we are working ourselves to death—and and so important that we need to to address that personally. And I'm sure that the stories that that the people that you talk with shared are going to be really really helpful for people. Are there a couple of habits that that now that you're hopefully coming out on the other end of this, and a lot of the people you spoke to are coming out on the other end, that you would say, hey, here's some really healthy habits that that that, that people have been developing?
1: Yeah, yeah. So instead of feeding imposter syndrome and work obsessiveness, I advocate for addressing the root causes of these behaviors. So we all have limiting beliefs inside of us and we're all not focusing on our own self-care. And I'm not talking about weekly trips to the spa or massages when I talk (laughs) about self-care, right? I'm talking about these inner journey concepts and something as simple as having a standard bedtime and a standard wake-up time, you know, your your eating habits, um, knowing and being able to recognize when maybe we are a little, we've done a little too much, we've overcommitted, and knowing and being able to recognize and say, well, maybe I need to take a step back from that. Um, but I also talk a lot about, you know, affirmations that we can use to help address some of these limiting beliefs. Um, they've been extremely instrumental for me, and I often even send myself a weekly wins email so that I can keep my brain in a place of remembering the positive things that are happening in my life, so that I, I don't have that tendency to go towards the negative, which we all do. Um, you know, I talk about meditation. I talk about, you know, unlearning a lot of the coping mechanisms that we all have um, for for dealing with this. And I think the number one way that we cope with, you know, unrecovered stuff that's happened to us in our life is by trying to work ourselves through it. And so. Um, you know, I have a whole chapter devoted to how we unlearn some of these behaviors.
0: Well, I appreciate that as, as, as well. Those are all things that uh, I've personally experienced the value of over the past several years. And so I think that those are excellent. And the more that we can make them part of our everyday life. And, you know, it's kind of sounds simple, this idea of having going to bed at the same time, waking up around the same time, but it's not simple at all. Uh, but if you're able to do that, I think it, it can have a profound impact. So I appreciate all those things yeah. as you're going through this, 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 this long process. Is there anything that you said, you know what I don't want to do? I don't want to write a book like this.
1: Well, being a personal finance person and and doing, you know, financial advising all day long. Um, Most people ask me when I tell them I wrote a book, oh, did you write a personal finance book? And, you know, honestly, I didn't want to go that route simply because I feel like it's a very crowded kind of environment. But also, I mean, yes, I'm passionate about personal finances, but I think I've become a bit more passionate about sharing at least these sort of techniques and the stuff that I've learned over the course of time. And I found that you can't have one without the other right i'm i'm going to be limited in the success i can have with clients on their personal finances when they are burning themselves out and still you know doing a, a job that they hate and frustrated all the time right so if we can address some of these things with my clients and i can get them living their best life and i can get them you know having the, the ideal life for themselves then the personal finance stuff is going to fall into place like we're going to work on that stuff absolutely so it's very related but you know it's not it's not sort of the, the silver bullet like getting the personal finance piece is not the silver bullet to me and so that's why I wanted to write the book that I did.
0: Well I certainly appreciate that and I think you're right you know if you can't if you don't have a really strong foundation of every aspect of your life then it doesn't matter if you create the best budget and financial plan in the world because it's just it's not going to be sustainable so
1: right
0: exactly you got to do the work katie get in there yeah. R- roll up your sleeves <laughs> um well i know that uh that it's certainly a a a process but you 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 submitted the manuscript you said does does that mean that you're going to be going back and forth and and, and editing and, and making changes for a little while or is 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 this the finished product
1: yeah so absolutely. I'll be working on revisions and edits for probably the next few months um, and with the the goal of publishing the first couple of weeks in december
0: okay excellent and so you'll have the opportunity to to be ruminating, but I imagine the people that that you've the the folks in your author cohort and probably other mentors and people that you've spoken with um, that's got to be a tricky thing right there of adding things or pulling them out and you could probably go through that process until you're blue in the face
1: yeah you could there definitely has to be a stopping point but um you know i'm i'm very lucky to have really great editors in my corner and people who have done this been around the block a few times you know so um you know part of my own journey with this is to make sure I have balance too. And I know that I have some perfectionist tendencies, so mm-hmm. I'm going to have that, that desire to want to like revise, revise, revise until it's perfect. But I know that at some point I'm going to have to step back from that. And I think my editors are going to play a role in helping remind me of that. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I'm glad you know that I have those people in my corner for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I certainly appreciate that. We don't want to let perfect be the enemy of good. so, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> are there <laughs> are there certain I I I don't know what it is about that saying that I like so much because uh, sometimes I think well I think that sometimes makes me sound lazy but I, I also realize that it's nothing's ever going to be done totally and you know you can always come back next year and 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 release some some a revised edition or or something like that but
1: anyway yeah yeah.
0: Are, are, are there really, are, are there certain main ideas that you really want to
1: reinforce to the listeners? Yeah. So there's a lot of great nuggets in part two of the book, which really dives into a lot of the common ways that we can unleash our own resilience. And I mentioned a little bit of this, but, you know, it's about unlearn. First of all, it's about unlearning our coping mechanisms. It's not about learning new habits or tricks or, like I said, hacks, like life hacks. Right. It's about actually unlearning and letting go of a lot of things. Um, but also, I explore how being vulnerable can be a really interesting and unique catalyst for change, and I profile a lot of women who have recently come forward and done TED Talks and you know shared a lot of themselves in a way that you wouldn't typically share in sort of a professional setting, but it had the effect of unlocking so many opportunities for them. Um, I also explore the role of cross-functional learning or multidisciplinary learning because we all take the experiences that we've had and sort of come up with this like cross-section of unique experiences and unique skills that we all have, but a lot of times based on the way life is and the way like corporate America is, we're sort of forced to put ourselves into boxes and become experts in whatever area we're in, right? Um, so I take a look at how we can exploit or celebrate some of those cross-functional experiences. So like, for instance, just this book is, is sort of a cross-functional experience of my experience, knowing about personal finances and learning a lot about people and realizing there's this hole here of needing to do some of this inner work. And so my book is this like cross-sectional look at those two items in a way. Um, and I think a lot of people can unlock their own stories in that, in that exact same way, but also celebrate the fact that we all have our unique experiences and that can often lead us to then figure out what we're most passionate about in life. If we don't already know and lead us to figure out the next steps, the next right things to do to make sure that we are living our biggest dreams.
0: I think that that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. And is there something that you're most proud of
1: um, well I really love that I get to tell more of my story in this book uh, I left a very very well-paid corporate job working 60-hour weeks you know traveling back and forth from DC to New York uh, to stop everything to stop the spinning to just stop and take a six month sabbatical and it was hard it was hard to just stop and do nothing it was hard to not have an agenda every day but it was necessary, you know. Um, it was necessary to reset my thinking about being so achievement focused and tying my my self worth to my achievement or my ability to continue, you know, doing things. Um, and I often like to say that I learned about being a human being instead of being a human doing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, once I did that, it opened up so many doors. And led me to figure out how and when to start my business, which I launched five years ago. And not just start the business, but start it in a way that I had lots of boundaries and lots of protections in place of my time, so that I didn't find myself back where I was again when I was in my corporate job. And um, you know, being able to share a lot more of my story, I think, is, is something that I I felt that I needed to do and to be able to do it in the forum. Like the book is just, I think really special and, and has been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can certainly see that. I imagine it was very cathartic as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. What a cool experience. Why well, not? I'm extremely excited to, to, to read it, to hear more about your story, but then also to benefit from the, from the 50 other women that, that, that shared their experience as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, what a, if you're somebody who is um, who is questioning these things, maybe doesn't know where to get started, or or you're on the path, you've been doing it for a long time. I have to imagine that you're going to be able to pick up um, new ideas and and new ways to to explore, leading to that happier life that you're interested in. Yeah, love it. Well, Katie, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, where can Savage Nation learn more about you? But more importantly, where, where, can they, where will they be able to get a copy of the book?
1: So on my website, we'll have all the latest information. It's katynorth.com. That's C-A-D-Y-N-O-R-T-H dot com. Um, you can also find the latest updates on Instagram or Twitter at Katie katynorth. Um, and eventually when the book is released, it will be available on Amazon.
0: Because everything else in the world is available on Amazon, of course. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Katie your appreciation and pick up a copy of The Resiliency the Resiliency Effect. You'll be able to do that on Amazon. You'll be able to find all the updates on katynorth.com. That's C-A-D-Y-N-O-R-T-H.com, as well as Instagram and Twitter. And I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Katie. Thanks so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money